Abel Clark's Bible, introduced by Steve Sims. To John. John is played by Eddie Holden. Abel Clark is played by Paul Evans. The Lady is played by Ros Williams. Jesus is played by Rod Brooks. Mary is played by Mary Stevenson. And The Woman, played by Ros Williams. Abel Clark is a sort of autobiographical, mythical figure. He comes out of uh, imagination. He's a sort of critic of life. He became somebody um, who was critical of the text. He read and listened to what was being said and then asked sometimes quite difficult questions. Each book, each poem is in the sort of persona of original writer of the the books of the Bible. And Abel appears in every one of them. Um, And he sometimes is just making one or two pithy remarks or making a a question. And sometimes he, he says more and sometimes he says less. That's his role. And the narrators of the books are the original authors of the books. Abel Clark is a is a modern day person who is around at the end of the twentieth and the beginning of the twenty first century, and he's got a Bible up up on his study on the shelf, and the idea is that he might reach up for the Bible every so often and bring it down. He sometimes doesn't really believe or understand what he what he reads, but he nevertheless is interested in it. Dear lady, let the stories we told you be a tranquil truth. How a lame man came to Bethesda Spa hoping for a cure. For thirty years he was too weak, when the spurt of healing salts had gushed most urgently, too feeble to crawl into the pool, to take the plunge before some other fitter fellow, a shorter-term inhabitant, beat him to the edge. Remember... Wise men travelled overland, brought gifts to a child to show their starry-eyed devotion. Because, because that little one was miracle. Isn't everyone a miracle? Born a miracle? The miracle of humans being. A miracle unique as the beat of music, repeated every moment down all time, born from nowhere into somewhere. He, as much a miracle as you, as me, no more, a seed become a nut, become a berry, a fruit, a being small but perfect, a coy and cosy miracle. What a pity religious elements cold-shouldered this object of an earlier awe, and when he was grown consigned him to an unjust, most ungentle death an act we still repeat each Lent. Ah, John, how like you are to Mary Nazareth. For her to feel and fail was more grand than mothering the universe. Call to mind her Christmas message song, how wistfully she breathes to us down all these virgin years. A breast of milk for baby, 
a cup of tears for me, a glass of wine for you, maybe, or just a mug of tea. A mug of tea for you, my dear, a cup of tears for me. Let my honey's sweetness cheer, I'll mind the stinging bee. Such grace of happiness, such self-confidence flowed from such adversity. Such peace of joy that drew its nourishment from pain. Such hope of love that sheltered in such crannies of despair. But I interrupt both lady and her man. Remember the son and mother dialogue. Travel can be wearisome. Especially when you have a cross for baggage. As well as luggaging all the worries of the world. Waiting can be such a worry. Especially when your sun is skewered in the sky. Hung up high to throb to death in a slow fry sun. My daughter, sister, mother, I am lonely and alone. I long to be as Jesus in the garden, black in the wild, the wilderness, by nothing tangled but by desert thorns, by nothing dirty but by desert dust. I try to focus on a word and find the other words surrounding it a blurred. Can I forget that moment when first you eased your door to me? Can I ever... You are the moisture of sustaining memory. Better cheer than manner most landladies muster. I write to you and your model family. Commend the overriding force of peace and harmony, the all-conquering strength of love. To show affection once is not enough. We must continue exercising love. Flex his muscles right through to agony. I have been silent. Now hear me, sir. My husband, not a follower, loved me. Then he left. Godly John became the father of the family. For a while he lived with us in Ephesus. He gave his word to me, of little value now to the lady of a man exiled to the barren isle of Patmos, our apostle, hedged by that hostile Aegean glass and no boat back. Each of us cared for him with our own intensity. He was old mannerly, found it hard to be rid of diffidence, except to tell his love for truth. He wants to see my face. I would like to be around him, have him nourish me again. But our needs are different. For me, his nearness would be enough to know that he is there. I suspect he wants to swallow me. But he is gone and he rarely writes. That makes me sad, that rationing of an amiable maturity. I would, he would allow the kindness of the Christ to be a virus in his blood. I contemplate his world, circumscribed by a uniformly grey, impenetrable sea. I yearn for what I cannot have, and bless him in his absence. Both epistolators, he and she, her children wild, archangeled, archipelagos amid two lesser Christs. My lady, you told me, go away and write of love. I've done as much, but I'd rather come your way to live my love. My fight is fought to a lone finality, 
my battles bitter won. I sign off your father, brother, son, old John. My span is nearly over, my journey's nearly done. I have run clean out of words. From the safety of a distant world, I declare my love for you. Now I am gone. Abel Clark's Bible, produced by Rod Brooks and edited by Mary Stevenson. It is a Sound Ideas production.